0: all right good morning everybody hope everybody is doing awesome today it is so good to see everybody Uh, i was joking with brantley up here it's kind of been like family reunion almost like a homecoming we've seen several folks i hadn't seen in a while Uh, so grateful for that one uh i don't know where michael's at right now but he made it all the way from california to see us so good good to have him back he'd been there for a little while so uh, man, I just want to start out by saying, first off, if you were here last week, I apologize we didn't get to uh, getting the word. Uh, it was nice to hear a few of you ask uh, and wanted, wanted us to do that. We, we began to think we made the wrong call because the storm was kind of passing over. Then last week, we looked right through here and saw lightning, and then not long after we left, the bottom fell out. So I'm glad we got everybody home safe, dry, All that good stuff last week. But we did miss being in the Word. Uh, But we'll pick back right back this week where we were going to be last week in the Sermon on the Mount. Haven't been with us in a while. That's what we've been on. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Memory serves me correct. That's 111 verses in three chapters. Again, reminder, the greatest message ever preached by the greatest preacher to ever preach, Jesus Himself. I want to remind you a few things about that as well, that Matthew is writing evangelistically, letting everybody know that Jesus is the promised Messiah they've been waiting on. And if you remember a couple of themes that are always present, doing versus being, religion versus relationship, and really an ultimate question, why do we do what we do? That's been a theme over and over, and it will continue this week. Uh, I want to just do a quick recap, remind you where we were at, because it's been two weeks since we've been in Sermon on the Mount. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were in the part where we got to the Lord's Prayer. We talked about the beauty and the simplicity of the Lord's Prayer, and that it is a wonderful model, not one that you necessarily have to pray word for word, although you can. But we talked about making it a little more personal, right? That it was a beautiful model of praise and deliverance and provision and purpose, and really, it takes us from a place of, if you're with me this morning, everybody look this way. When we talked about the Lord's Prayer, we had this beautiful model of purpose, and then if we want to compare it to where we're at, Keith's Prayers typically look like a Santa Claus like wish list, right? I need you to do this, God. I need you to do that. I need you to show up. And sometimes it's even for other people, but still it's this list of uh, you know, questions or demands or you know, asking God to intervene when really there's this beautiful time of pause and uh, worship and, and purpose of, God, you're provider of my daily bread, and you're my deliverer. Deliver me from evil. All of these things that uh, he loves to hear from us. So we looked at that. We came out of the Lord's Prayer, and we hope that even, even then you saw the theme of doing versus being, right? Right? Doing being those hypocrites that would stand out in the squares, and they would, uh, it says, heap empty phrases or words that they would like to be here. And and going back to that idea of doing is your reward in that moment. Their reward was they wanted to be seen by others, right? They wanted people to oo and on, like, man, you pray so well. That is your reward if you're in the process of doing, doing more things to earn God's favor. Maybe religion versus relationship. But being is such a different way is that we, we, in the secret, in the quiet, pray, and we seek out that relationship with God. And so uh, definitely seeing that doing and being. Doing, you get your reward in that moment. Being is this eternal reward, right? We talked about that a few weeks ago, too, being one that you'll get to lay back at Jesus' feet. So that picks us up today, coming out of the Lord's Prayer, and Jesus is speaking to us about treasures Believe it or not, we all have treasures, time, talent, treasure. We all have things. We all have goals. We all have desires. So where's your treasure? That's what we want to ask this morning. Read a few verses. We'll talk about it here for just a few minutes. Uh, Starting Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 19, do not lay up treasures for yourselves on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you, darkness, light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either they will hate one, Love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word. We believe in this place that is God-breathed and useful for all sorts of correction, instruction. Uh, Father, just uh, ways that we need to be convicted, ways that you need to speak to us. We pray that your voice speaks the loudest here this morning, louder than mine, louder than any voices uh, of our own any voices of shame or accusation or curse that has been spoken over us, maybe even by those who were supposed to be closest to us and our family and our friends. Uh, We pray that your voice speaks louder than any of those things, louder than any voice that would say, I'm not worthy of this message out here. Uh, Father, I'll go ahead and leave the stress of that. None of us are worthy, uh, but that is the beauty of grace, unmerited favor, something we didn't deserve, couldn't earn, Uh, but yet freely given and bestowed to any who would believe. And so we pray that over every heart this morning that we would all just be in touch with you and hear from you this morning. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to ask you this question before we get started this morning. Talking about laying up treasures in heaven. I want to ask you a question this morning. How you living? That's not the intro to In Living Color, although it is. Anybody remember that show, In Living Color? Or am I the only, only old one out here? That's a good show. But how, how are you living? How are you operating in this life? Why are you operating the way you are? Is it a lifestyle of doing? Is it a lifestyle of being? Doing says there is more to do. Being says it is finished, as Jesus already said, right? Just simply being in relationship with Him versus trying to do more and earn some kind of special favor with God. Well, Jesus starts out here, and he says there's very simply two ways to lay up treasures, two locations that they will be sent. And it is doing versus being all in this, and it is earth and it is heaven. He starts out, spoiler alert, Jesus is about to get to this section and tell you everything that he wants you to know in the first sentence. All right? Everybody listen to this. Do not lay up treasures on earth. Very, very simple. He says, do not lay up treasures on earth. Now, here's where I want to stop for just a second and camp out. One, one second. If Jesus would have stopped just there and said, don't lay up treasures on earth, right? There would have been some confusion and say, well, Jesus, I need to provide, right? Like, I need to work hard. I need to provide for my family. I need to, you know, be able to eat. I need to be able to survive. I need to be able to live. And that takes money, Right. So laying up treasures in heaven, I mean on earth, just stop and say, I just don't need to do that. But again, with Jesus as it is most of the time, it's about the heart of the matter. It's not even really the physical act of what he's saying. It's why we do what we do. What's the motivation? And so he says this, do not lay up treasures on earth, but he gives us the place to lay them up. He says, lay up treasures in heaven. Again, treasures on earth, doing, right? Treasures in heaven, being. Now, even though this is a spoiler alert here, Jesus is not speaking against being financially wise. He's not speaking ill against planning. He's not speaking ill against a hard work ethic to, to earn and to provide for yourself. He's not doing any of that. He's getting to the heart of the matter. Why do you do what you do? I want everybody to listen to me real quick. Here's what he's getting at. So many people that lay up treasures on earth that are just all about accumulating, and I got to get mine, and I got to look out for me, and all of this is doing so because they don't trust that God is good, and they don't trust that God is the daily provider. We prayed it last week. Give us our daily bread. Everybody look this way. He didn't say pray for your weekly bread, your monthly bread, your yearly bread, your decadely bread. Is that a word? He's saying daily, you need to ask for provision every single day. And by the way, not just physical provision, but spiritual provision, right? He gets to a place where he's saying, I I, I need you to, to understand that I am the provider. I'm the one that is providing things. And we've said that here. If you'll look to that table, that beautiful lady, Jamie Aiken standing right there, there are supplies that are out. No human hands are responsible for that. Did he use human hands? Absolutely. That is provision from the Father. So he is our provider. He is the one that provides the daily bread. And he asked, how are you living, basically? Do not lay up treasures on earth, but lay them up in heaven. Why do you do what you do? He is the provider. He is the one that we are to count on. And so laying up treasures here on earth really is inconsequential as to where we send them ahead. So again, two ways that we could do it, in doing or being, and then two locations. We can send them here on earth, or we can send them on ahead. So I want to ask the question then, why not lay up treasures here, right? Let that all life is about. Well, he goes on and tells us this. He says, if you lay them up here, by the way, I got news for you. Here's what he says, moth, rust, and worm destroy And thieves steal. I want you to think about that. Everybody, everybody, I don't care what kind of car, I don't care what kind of house, I don't care what kind of material possessions. If you had the nicest, if somebody pulled up in the nicest Rolls Royce this morning, right? I mean, the nicest. We look at it, it's got all the amenities, all the features and everything. Can I tell you this? In a hundred years from now it's gonna be rusted out. The title ain't gonna be in your name. Somebody else is gonna own it because you'll be gone. By the way, hundred is being generous. You know, we're thinking more like 70, right? 75, 80. I'm about to turn 45, so I'm I'm over halfway there, right? I know I don't look like I look like I'm 65. Oh, okay, the other way. Thank you. 32, man. I love you. Thank you, brother. But we get we get in that spot where we think about that and we say, well, man, like I, I'm already I'm already halfway there, and everything that we got, I'm telling you, a hundred years from now, somebody else is going to own everything that you're pursuing. Everything. If I could just have that car, if I could just have that job. That's By right. the way, if your job ends tomorrow, can I tell you this? They were already looking two weeks ago to find your replacement. Exactly. That's how life works. We don't own nothing. That's right, we don't own a thing. All just on loan, right? Even this pulse that you got going through your body, that heartbeat, on loan for a short time. Sometimes I break out some great theologians, and I give you quotes. I want to give you all one this morning, a little bit of a redneck variety theologian. Anybody know the great country music George Strait? George Strait made a deep statement one time. He said, I ain't never seen a hearse with a luggage rack. Think about it. All the hearse that you've ever seen lined up, they don't have a U-Haul attached. That's right. They, if they, if they put the stuff in the ground with you, guess where it's going? In the ground. That's right. Wherever your soul is going, if it's with Him, if you know Him, if it's not, and you're separated Him for eternity in a devil's hell, either way, you ain't taking nothing with you. Right. Dust you came from, dust you'll return. Live, die, and pay taxes. So let me ask you, if that's the case, and we all know that to be true, right? We all know that we are going to have an appointment one day where we stop breathing that gift that we're given, and our appointed day could be today, could be tomorrow, could be 100 years from now. I don't know, but I know that day's coming barring his return. But I'll tell you this, you are not taking anything with you. Family could load you up with cash and say, you know what? We're going to send him to the pearly gates with a million. We done collected a million, put it in his pockets, put it in his jacket pocket. When they drop you in the ground, it's going to rot just like you are. That's that's it. But sending things ahead. He says that. He says, do not lay up treasures on earth, but lay them up in heaven. Simply put, everybody look this way. No moth, no worm, no rust, no thieves. It is there, and if we send it ahead, it will be there waiting on us. Everything we send ahead, the things we do in secret, the things we do for God and the heart for Him and love, is sending it on ahead, if you want to picture a storage building up there. But here's the beautiful thing about it, is one day when we stand there face to face and we do see... Probably, if we're honest, the very few things that we've sent ahead, because most of the things we've done have been out of a doing mindset, not a being. And that doesn't count for anything. We've heard you've got your reward for that. But the things we've done from a pure heart, if it's only five things, those five things are sent ahead. And here's the beauty is one day we'll be able to collect those, but we won't collect them and hoard them and place them in whatever he's prepared for us. We're going to lay them back at his feet. We get to give them to him twice, once here on earth and once when we see him face to face. Can I get everybody's attention for something just really, really deep? Everyone here, everyone, regardless of your beliefs, regardless if you consider yourself a believer, everybody look at me, you will look Jesus face to face one day. At that point, if you have not bowed the knee here, it is already too late. That ship has sailed, but you will still acknowledge that he is Christ the Lord, who he said he was. Matthew's gospel is pointing all these things to show us that he is the Messiah. One day you will admit, regardless if you ever do here, but it'll be too late. I pray, just like we talked about that passage one day, and he's not here today, but our brother Marcus Wright. And we baptized him over in that parking lot. He told me that he knelt by that truck one day off that same statement that God spoke to his heart and said that every knee will bow, and I encourage, why not do it today? He did. He settled the matter forever. No matter what he says, does, it's finished. He sent it on ahead, right? That one day he'll stand before God and it will not be too late. But everything that we do here for him, we get to lay back at his feet again. So two very important things that I want to say, two very important truths today. Um, We know the difference between now, here and there, treasures. We've talked about that. We've talked about the doing versus being, but it's deeper. Here's two truths I want you to get today. Number one, whatever route you go with your treasures, your time, your talent, your treasure, whatever route you decide to go, there's where you will find your heart. There's a song, and I shared this with a few friends last week, but it's a song called No One Cares for Me Like Jesus. It's a song. And this line just impacted me so much last week because it really talks about legacy, right? Like if you want to leave a legacy, what about this kind of legacy? Let my children tell my, their children that all my treasure was in heaven, and that you're everything to me. Can I tell you, if you can leave that kind of legacy to your children, that they tell their children, I tell you what, pops, mom, whoever, treasured everything up in heaven, and Jesus was everything to them. That's better than if you left them a bajillion dollars. Because can I tell you what's going to happen with a bajillion dollars? Moth, rust, thieves. Worm. Gone. Burn up in fire. But not that kind of stuff. Not the things that we do for Him. That if our treasure is in Him and we send it ahead. But Jesus tells that. Whatever route you go, there will your treasures be. Here's what He says in verse 21. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He used to have a friend in ministry that would say this. I can tell a lot about a person by two things. Their calendar and their checkbook. And where do you invest your time? Where do you invest your treasure, right? It's pretty easy to see if like everything on your calendar is filled with nothing but stuff for laying up treasures here, then there is your heart. If it's filled with things that are for God and for his heart and for his love and his grace and his mercy and compassion, then there your treasure is. You'll find where you're at. So if you've solely focused on here and accumulating all you can, and by the way, think wrongly that that will bring happiness, I'm here to tell you it won't. I think back to long ago, we've got a family friend, and he came and spoke to a youth group that that I was uh, uh, leading. And he was a former NFL player. He played at Alabama. And I remember him standing before, his name was Bobby Humphrey, standing before that crowd. And he looked them all in the eye, and he said, I I played in a Super Bowl. I won Pro Bowl. I, I did all these things, set all kind of Alabama records, AFC Rookie of the Year, all of these things. He said, all of those things, I still was left feeling empty. He talked about it, the first paycheck, the cars, the women, all that stuff he was chasing. But he said these words, nothing, nothing filled the void like Jesus He's like, when I met him, there was still a void, and he filled it up. So let that be a testimony. Those that have chased the almighty dollar, everything the almighty dollar can buy, the love of money, it will not make you happy, and all of it will belong to somebody else. So where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If it's in doing and accumulating, there's your treasure. If it's about being and storing up in heaven, there's your treasure. Your motivation will be found there, either here, there, or doing and being. By the way, I want to tell you this, just a practical thing. Can I get practical with you this morning? For those that are in the crowd that would say, you know what, I, I hear you, but I'm going to make preparations for here. I'm going to be focused solely on here. Can I tell you how foolish it is, even in a practical sense? At best, at best, we're going to say 100 years. Probably not many of us making it to 100 but let's weigh this out. A hundred years versus eternity. Which one is longer? Not a trick question. Anybody listening to me? Eternity. So why do you spend all your time planning for right here and now and you're not sending things ahead? You're not planning for where you're going to spend forever. Hopefully, if you know them. If not, then it's eternity separated from Him. But why spend all that time? If we're lucky, a hundred years, but you've got an eternity to spend. Uh, I want to send things ahead, and so that's free of charge. It's more eternity makes more sense to prepare for. The second and last truth: it can't be both. Man, so many things are that way with Christ. It cannot be both. You cannot say, "Well, I'm going to just be all about storing up treasures here." But I'm also going to be all about storing up treasures there. It can't be doing and being at the same time. Jesus closes with this, and we'll close with it as well, Bo Wilson. No one, no one can serve two masters. Nobody. No matter how good you are, no matter how much you try, one is going to be lacking from the other. No one can serve two masters are you serving the world or are you serving the father's kingdom i'll ask you a question how i started how you live why are you doing what you do doing or being no one can serve two masters who are you serving bo did i do good that was in closing all right Boat doesn't serve two masters, by the way. I wasn't calling him out for that. He just makes fun of me because I say, in closing, I think he said 20 times a thing, something like that. So in closing, anyway, I love you guys. I want to pray and uh, ask God's blessing over you. Bow your heads and close your eyes for just a second. Let's have uh, a time of invitation, not necessarily to walk an aisle because we don't have one. But. I do want to invite you to respond in your own heart. And if you want to share that with somebody, what God has spoken or done, then you are more than welcome to do that. With your head bowed your eyes closed just for a second, ask that question again, how are you living? Is it for him or for you? One leads to moth and rust and worm and thieves. The other leads to eternal that we can send on ahead and lay it back at his feet one day. So I pray you're living for that. But I can go on and take the pressure off. You cannot physically do this on your own. Impossible. On your own strength, it'll be doing. On your own strength, it will simply be religion. But being is relationship and living in the fact that we are taking Jesus at his word. It is finished. And a love like that, why would we not live for him and send on things ahead? So how are you living? Where are you storing treasures? Here, just living for you. I pray that you give in, give your heart and life to him. Listen to that call. And if you're sending it ahead, man, let's keep it up. Let's try to do that a little more, man, in him, not out of some obligation, but because we love him. And because we've been captured by such a great love first, amen. Let's pray together. I pray a blessing on every heart and soul here, Jesus. First off, that everyone knows you. And if not, what a wonderful day to meet you for the first time. If we do, even we that know you get caught up in laying up treasures here, we get focused in the here and now. Father, help us to focus on the bigger mission at hand, that this is not our home. We're just passing through for a short time. Can't take anything with us, but what we have, Jesus, we want to send ahead in a pure heart and spirit. And we look forward to that day when there are a few things laying there for us that we've done from a pure heart for you to worship you, to love you, to love others that will be given that your word says that we can then in turn give right back. One more time for your glory, Jesus. Help us to, to be focused on the kingdom not of the kingdom of this world, but on your kingdom. Uh, Jesus was all about, we've seen that so much in the Sermon on the Mount, talking about the kingdom. And so let us be about that kingdom and not this kingdom. And so Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we thank you. We pray your blessings over every heart and soul here today. Speak to us where you need to. Convict, challenge, correct, uh, encourage however you see fit. We pray and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen i <laughs>